Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. AEW was in the Carolinas, the home of a lot of historic moments in pro wrestling and home of some of the greatest wrestling fans in history. And those fans were probably sitting there wondering, when does all the real wrestling start? Well, you guys are going to have to wait a long time until FTR hits the ring in the main event for any real wrestling to begin. Until then, we're going to make you sit through a long dragging show that was AEW Collision. What's going on, folks? Welcome back again to snug wrestling with me your host my name is edgar let's get into aew collision from charlotte north carolina let's go The Nature Boy Ric Flair is on collision this week, which is very fitting because this is Flair country. Flair wrestled many, many years in Charlotte, all over the surrounding areas, and was one of the biggest draws in his time, in his prime. So it was only right that he'd be here on this show, along with Sting and Darby Allin. Sting and Darby Allin were set to be in a tag team match, and we were going to get some tag team action versus the workhorse. Not to be confused with the four horsemen. These guys are the work horsemen. For some odd reason that I'm still having trouble understanding, these random underneath job guy tag team thought it would be a good idea to jumpstart this match and attack Darby and Sting before the bell. One of them even had a chair and hit Sting with it from behind. And I'm thinking, why? Not only is this the very first match of the night, what did Darby and Sting ever do to these guys ever for them to feel the need to attack them with chairs sting and darby won this match because of course they were gonna win this but not every match needs to have a jump start like this one Trent versus eddie kingston they played some footage before this match from all in to show some of the history these two have if you can even call it that because Trent and eddie were part of that god-awful stadium stampede match and i could completely forgot they were even in that match and they were in the same team better yet i had completely forgot about that entire match ever took place because it was that unmemorable and it was the most forgettable thing ever so if you want to call that history to make this match more enjoyable for yourself then please be my guest trent earned this match last wednesday by winning a four-way match on the last episode of dynamite and this is also trent's second title match in the last two months because Trent also earned himself a match for the TNT title versus Christian in November by also winning a different type of multi-man match. Trent is kind of in a little hot streak right now in a little roll because besides these two title matches he was the last man to be eliminated by Kill Switch or Luchasaurus whatever you want to call him in the battle royal at World's End. Good for Trent for really putting in that work as of late Trent and Eddie had their version of every Japanese strong style match that Eddie Kingston loves to do 
two with the chives, the ones and twos, and the let's sit down in the middle of the ring facing each other, and let's take turns hitting one another until Eddie Kingston finally won this match to retain on his first defense of this Continental Classic Championship tournament thing. Tony Schiavone interviewed Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale because Tony Schiavone wanted to ask and know about why Stokely Hathaway has been so interested in Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander. That is a valid question by Tony. I think that's a question a lot of us also been wondering about, but I'm going to assume Stokely would like to be the manager for either Willow Nightingale or Chris Statlander, but the only thing that Willow said was, yeah, that's kind of weird, and completely changed the subject and didn't really answer Tony Schiavone's question. Didn't even try to answer Tony Schiavone's question. Can anyone in AEW answer any type of questions ever? And speaking of questions and speaking of answers, I wonder, how did we get to this point? Because Hook had a video package where he was calling out Samoa Joe. Why? What the fuck? Hook, my mans. Take a chill pill. AEW dropped the ball with Hook a long time ago, and now they want to put him in the main card versus Samoa Joe. Hook had the potential to be a big star, but not now. At least, not this way. Hook hasn't even challenged for any of the mid-card titles, not even the international title, or the tag team, or the TNT championship, but he's going to jump all the way to the front of the line to Samoa Joe. Someone please help me understand this because I do not comprehend and since we're on this topic of titles Brian Keith and Commander are facing the Undisputed Kingdom for the Ring of Honor Tag Team titles. And again, I asked the same question I asked earlier. Why? Who the fuck knows? But correct me if I am wrong. Commander has a different tag team partner almost every week, right? Why is he getting title shots and why with Brian Keith? You know what? It doesn't even matter. Who cares? Because at this point, everyone has titles in AEW, so everyone gets a title match. I mean, we have seen four total segments in this show so far, and three of those segments all involve some type of title. Eddie Kingston versus Trent Beretta title the hook video package was also about a title and now we have a tag team match involving even more titles 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 but hey this is 2024 i'm trying to be a more positive person so i'm gonna say something positive about this show all of this devil business has painted the kingdom in a different light they are way more interesting now than they ever have been because of this storyline because let's face it this storyline is the most interesting thing in AEW. Too bad I can't say the same thing for Commander or his partner. The Undisputed Kingdom retained, and oh my god, I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say about this next segment because it's about to get way more convoluted and confusing because Renee was interviewing the Bullet Club Gold when they were interrupted by their daddy, literally their daddy, Billy Gunn, and the Acclaim. These two factions, they do have a lot of history, but now these former enemies 
enemies are now sharing the same common enemy. They seem to be on the same side, the Acclaim and the Bullet Club Gold, because they were both attacked by the devil and his goons. Anthony Bowen said that one thing he has learned over time is that factions can take you to the top. The Acclaim was proposing they join forces to take down the Undisputed Kingdom. But man, Anthony, not always. Factions don't always get you to the top. And this is going to get confusing and convoluted. The Acclaim and the Bullet Club Gold joining forces to form a new faction that's already like six guys the acclaimed max caster anthony bowens billy gunn the bullet club gold jay white the gun boys the juice man is out on injury if he was there that would be seven all to take down the devil and his goons that are still missing Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Like, what's gonna happen here? This is getting ridiculous, and it's involving a shit ton of people. I mean, I'm all for the Acclaim and the Bullet Club Gold working together. They are on the same side now, and everyone is after the devil and his goons, but I think the last thing we need is for them to join or create a whole nother faction. It's just, really, I don't think it's that serious. And every masterpiece has its own cheap copy because Adam Copeland shows up on Collision and we see him for the very first time since his match at World's End and Adam Copeland has some interesting points to make. Since the match went down the way that it did at World's End with the Cope winning the TNT Championship then losing it 30 seconds later, the Cope technically is the former TNT Champion which means he automatically gets a rematch. But since Christian Cage told Adam Copeland to get to the back of the line. Adam Copeland says it's all good. I will earn that title shot. I will earn that opportunity anyway, even though I don't have to. And the coat made an open challenge that Griff Garrison answered. And who the fuck is Griff Garrison? Well, Griff Garrison is one of the originals in AEW that has been in the company since day one. Griff Garrison was a former tag team partner of Brian Pillman Jr., who is now known as Lexus King in NXT. I was always a fan of that tag team. I always thought they had something, but like always with almost every opportunity AEW seems to have, they never capitalized on that tag team and they never really did much of anything with Griff Garrison or Brian Pillman Jr. Since then, Griff Garrison has been in Ring of Honor and they really tried to redo the John Cena debut with Kurt Angle because Griff Garrison comes out to the ring gets in Adam Copeland's face and slap Copeland across the face trying to show that Griff Garrison has that ruthless aggression John Cena had 20 years ago except this wasn't as believable because I don't know if it was the delivery or the scenery but it was just bad timing to try and do this and it completely flopped but I can see what they were going for here Griff Garrison is trying to show some personality and trying to show that he wasn't afraid of the legendary Adam Copeland, but unfortunately, it was a flop. Adam Copeland won this match by submission, and I hope we do get to see more of Griff Garrison, and I hope he can get himself over in AEW at some point. Sting, Darby, and Flair cut a backstage promo announcement where Rick and Sting were just yelling at the camera about Jacksonville, the place where Sting and Darby joined forces. I'm here with Rick. I'm here with Darby. Woo! 
it's showtime and they're getting all hyped up to announce their next tag team match next Wednesday for the return of Sting and Darby in Jacksonville. Sky Blue versus Kiera Hogan. This match kind of went viral and got a lot of attention for all the wrong reasons, but some might say the right reasons. Sky Blue recently did one of those funny TikTok videos where she says, I'm a female wrestler and no one recognizes me when I'm wearing pants. Well, newsflash Sky Blue, no one recognizes you, period. Unless you're a hardcore AEW fan, then maybe, yeah, they will recognize you. So don't flatter yourself, girl. Sky Blue won versus Kiera Hogan in case anyone was wondering. And we're staying on this topic of the women's division in AEW, but we're actually actually going to talk about a real wrestling superstar and that's Serena Deep. We got to see a video package from her because it looks like we can start expecting Serena Deep to return soon thankfully. Serena Deep has been out for months due to some medical issues. We recently found out about Serena Deep went public with her issues and there were some very serious issues but it's good to hear that she is better and clear to return which is perfect timing too because because more names are being added to the women's division in AEW and you can add Serena Deeb to that as well and that can only mean good things for AEW. Claudio had a squash match so thank you for coming job guy and making Claudio look like a million bucks. The tag team champions Ricky Starks and Big Bill had an interview and they also had some special announcements of their own but unlike Ric Flair and Sting they were not yelling into the camera about their announcements getting all blown up. Ricky Starks is going to have a singles match on Wednesday versus Sammy Guevara and we're getting a battle of the belts again. Although every episode of AEW feels like battle of the belts because we see at least five belts get defended on every show. At the real battle of the belts the tag team champs are going to defend versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara in a street fight. Great. So we got that to look forward to and finally my boys FTR to the rescue to save us all from this show that was dragging and taking way too long to end. This main event tag team match made this entire show worth watching because it was really fucking good. I almost gave up on the show a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. I was about to say fuck it and just quit. I have better things to do like play Fortnite. Two good established tag teams. It wasn't for any titles surprisingly for once. Thank God just a good old wrestling match between these two teams with lots of history and a feud that I can get behind there was a lot of chaos in this match but not anything ridiculous like people using cinder blocks or jump starts or nothing like that but one thing I never expected to see was when the heels were trying to cheat and do what heels usually do they outnumbered FTR and Daniel Garcia came out to even out the odds and assist FTR Wow, now that's interesting. Daniel Garcia was already getting a lot of cheers from the crowd recently, and now Daniel Garcia is most definitely going to get himself over by lining himself up with the greatest tag team in the world. And that should be interesting to see because Daniel Garcia can learn a lot from FTR. Overall, Collision now feels like a secondary pro 
program to me now. I mean, Dynamite was always the main show for AEW on Wednesdays, but Collision was still the show where you can find a lot of the better stars. A lot of the matches on Collision were better than the ones on Dynamite. Even though Dynamite always had the higher ratings compared to Collision, Collision always had a different feel to it, and it didn't really always feel like a secondary program. Now the feeling at Collision is similar to Rampage. Instead, it's a two-hour Rampage where you see a lot of the people from Ring of Honor that are lost in the shuffle or the guys that AEW wants to see or try out, how they do there on Collision like Griff Garrison or Brian Keith. And if they do good enough, maybe one day we'll see them on the Wednesday show. And Collision just feels like the developmental program for Dynamite now, unfortunately. But let me know what you guys think about Collision this last episode. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk soon.